Hey there, welcome to the Business of Sports podcast with Andrew Brandt. Different kind of podcast today. Uh, I just experienced climbing Mount Everest in Utah. A group called Eversting 29029 put this on. Where really, you go through some physical mental challenges to try to get up a mountain 13 times to reach the equivalent of Mount Everest in elevation, 29,029 feet. It was a life-changing experience. It was transformative so much that I thought I'd talk about it on the podcast. I'm going to have two of my fellow climbers on with me as long as, uh, as well as the co-founder of the event, Mark Hodelik of 29029 Eversting. I really hope you're going to enjoy this. It's a different kind of world. Bring me into my life, my personal. A lot of you followed me on the journey through Twitter, Instagram, etc., and here. So I'm going to share that on the podcast. All right. First, a word from the spot, our sponsor, DraftKings. We know football is coming up right away. Now, with the NFL returning, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when you bet $1 anymore on any game. Again, you go to DraftKings Sportsbook now, place a bet of $1 on any week, any one game in week one, $200 in free bets instantly. For opening night, all customers can double their money as long as Tampa Bay doesn't lose by 74 points. So look at that as well. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ROSS, R-O-S-S. Receive $200 in free bets when you place $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code ROSS. Get your free $200 bets instantly for a limited time only DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Okay, let me do a quick rant before we get to our special segment about Mount Everest in Utah about climbing. This is a unique time. It's the first time we've had NFL cuts before Labor Day because we don't have a fourth preseason game. They've changed the calendar when they expanded the regular season in the NFL to 17 games. This will be the first year of that. So just my thoughts on cut down day. I went through so many of them. I certainly don't miss that about being with the Packers. I don't miss a lot about being with a team. But uh, this is something I certainly don't miss because you're telling 20-something players their dreams over, their dreams deferred. Now, I know you bring back some of the players on practice squads, but you're shedding a lot of people and been playing football since they're eight years old. It's tough. You learn a lot about people when you release them. Some were bitter, sullen, angry, fist pumped. You know, I get it. And sometimes you had to security. I had security come in when I had to tell guys or say goodbye to guys because they're just pissed. And I get it. But you also learn about them. Some were very humble. Some were very appreciative. There were some that made me feel worse for cutting them than they felt about being cut. Those are the ones I remember. Those are the people that I'll think about in this weekend. Those are the people that I said to myself and others, they'll be successful. So the process is the pro personnel director, usually Reggie McKenzie back in the day with the Packers would call these guys very simple, come in, bring your playbook. And within an hour or two, they're on a flight out, gone. It's over. You become a former player in the NFL in a matter of a phone call. So that's how fleeting it is. And I always think about that when people talk about pro careers. It is so fleeting. It rarely ever stays. Now, the people you see on TV, they're the lucky ones. They've made it. And some of them have made it, in Tom Brady's case, 20-something years. But they're outliers. They are true outliers. And then sometimes the player will meet with the position coach. And if in case of a real star, they'll meet with the head coach. But then it's over. They're moving on. I mean, that's the nature of the NFL. They're already preparing for game one, week one, and so these players are gone. They're like out of mind. That's how it goes. Now, the other issue is the vaccination issue. I know that coaches are saying it's not a factor in their cuts. Of course it is. And Urban Meyer of the Jaguars actually said it. He said the quiet part out loud. And, yeah, of course, you look at all kinds of things. But if it comes down to tiebreakers, you've got to cut a roster, two players, similar strengths or you know, one's going to deal with unvaccinated issues. One's going to deal with multiple testing. One's going to deal with not being around as much. One's going to deal with potentially, potentially infecting other players and becoming a competitive issue. So it's absolutely a factor. I just think we don't need to BS this very much. It happens. That's my rant. Before I get to my special portion of the show, first a word from our new sponsor, Masterworks. 
you know, when I'm not thinking about football, which is most of the time, actually, I'm thinking about investment portfolio and other things. Got to fund my fantasy league business. You got to diversify your net, your net worth. So I discovered a revolutionary way to invest, just like the ultra wealthy do. But I had to share it because billionaires collect art, but most people can't. Masterworks is revolutionizing that. It's letting you invest in the same types of paintings. It used to be impossible to get in as an everyday investor. But now, you know, who can afford a $20 million Picasso? But now you can invest in a piece of one of these works with Masterworks. Stats speak for themselves. Contemporary art prices beat S&P 500 returns by almost 200%. They've got 200,000 members on their platform, and demand is showing no signs of slowing down. Normally, the wait list is absurdly long. But they've hooked me up with passes for my listeners to skip it. So head to masterworks.io, okay, masterworks.io slash business slash BOS, business of sports. Secure your spot. Again, masterworks.io slash BOS. I'll see you there. It's a new way of investing in art that's really uh, available to the everyday investors. Okay. Let's get to our show. Uh, I was so moved by my experience in climbing the equivalent of Mount Everest elevation, 29,029 feet. I wanted to share it on the podcast. And sometimes I do share personal stuff and here it is. I wanted to bring on a couple guys that I hiked with. They were actually much more fit and in, and up the mountain than I were. I was, we had 36 hours to do it. These guys did it in 20 hours or 21 hours. Took me close to 30, but I did get it done. They were part of these 200, like-minded people that are really looking for physical and mental challenges and persevering. And that's what we talk about here. So I'm going to bring in two of those guys and the co-founder of the event. Without further ado, a discussion about this experience I had this weekend that was extraordinary and exceptional, climbing Mount Everest in Utah with the 29029 Everesting Group. You know, one thing in the business of sports that I rarely do is sort of bring in my world outside of talking about what's going on in sports and the NFL and business and legal, all the stuff I usually do. But this is one of those times because as you heard me last week talk about while I was sitting in Utah waiting for the challenge, I was headed out to Everest, not, not the real Everest, but Mount Everest in Utah. The group is called 29029 Everesting and what a group it is. So I went out there and from Friday to Saturday uh, with a weekend surrounding it, we climbed the equivalent of Mount Everest on Snow Basin Resort in Utah. So what I wanted to do this week was bring on some fellow warriors and two that I got to know really well. And of course, the leader, one of the founders and operators of 29029, who's become a good friend as well. So I want to welcome to the Business of Sports podcast, Mark Hodelik, one of the founders of 29029 Everesting. And two of my fellow warriors, Matt Berteau and Nathan Mansfield. Welcome, guys. Thank you Thank for you. having Thanks us, man. Yeah, awesome to be here. And I, I want to start with Matt and Nathan. Are you still on the high that I am now two days, three days, four days later? It seems like it's running together from with the experience, which is extraordinary, and, and the feeling of satisfaction. How are you guys feeling, Matt? Well, I know for me, I uh, we finished on Friday morning at 4 a.m. Or I guess Saturday morning at 4 a.m. And it was very difficult to sleep after that. Um, but uh, I've been, I was on a high I, I up until Monday because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a teacher in school. At 2.30 p.m. on Monday, it felt like I got hit by a semi. And I was like, man, I got to take a time out. So I, I took a... I went to bed at like 5 p.m. that night. Um, yesterday, I actually went up to Restore in Wichita, Kansas and got cryotherapy. I got an IV and I got some infrared. And today I feel like a million dollars. But uh, these students, I've been sharing the story with them. They know I'm on fire. They, they feel the energy. Um, you know, and I, I keep talking about the two most important parts, which we'll talk about later in the podcast, I'm sure. But I feel like there's way more in the tank that I previously thought. And I, I know that probably everybody feels the same. Like 
this kind of endurance race, um, it just unlocks different parts of you that you sometimes you didn't even know existed. Yeah. I mean, so, I, yeah. I want to talk about that and I want to get to Mark and sort of the creation of the event and how often he hears that, which I assume is almost daily, that same kind of reaction. You know, you and Nathan, and I'll bring in Nathan now, I met on the first ascent and we went down after one. And for people, again, I didn't explain fully, but to get up to the level of Everest, you have to go up the mountain 13 times over a 36 hour period. It's a huge mental challenge as well as physical. But I met you two guys and you guys left me in the dust at some point <laughs> because I certainly didn't finish in the nighttime uh, as you did. But Nathan, I looked at you and uh, again, you know, the first reaction, of course, this guy's rocked. You know, this guy's got muscles coming out of muscles. Yeah. And, uh, and so I'm like, okay, you know, this guy's carrying all this muscle up. Um, what was your why in sort of wanting to do this? And then talk about your experience a little bit. Yeah. So I, uh, thanks so much, Andrew. And, you know, my, my, my why is usually a little bit different than most. So these experiences are way different for me than I think that what most people experience. Um, I was 13 years in special warfare in the military, three deployments. So I always had that edge of like just challenging myself and pushing myself to um, to extremes. And as soon as I exited the military, I kind of lost that. And, you know, through multiple deployments and some, some very hard times uh, at the end of that, when we have closure with that, we still crave those events like you know, you put me back in Afghanistan, now I'd be there. Uh, if I could go with some of the special forces guys to help rescue the American citizens, I'd be there, right? Um, and I'm, I, I think people like me that have been in are searching for that thing. And we've got to find it in something positive now. That's something that's not war. And, you know, we, Matt and I did the, uh, on a whim, did the 4 by 4 by 48 with David Goggins. Uh, and it was just an extreme push. So for me, I'm always looking for that thing. You know, my life is obsessed with becoming the best version of me every single day. And I, I pledge to do that. And I, and I know that to really grow as a human, I have to put myself through extreme pain and suffering to the dark side in order to see the light. Right. And this so this event really wasn't I, I talked about it on my Instagram, but it necessarily wasn't about like I didn't go in. Well, for one, there was no option of finishing like I was going to finish. It wasn't even a thought. But the finish wasn't what was satisfying for me. It was lap four and five when I had so much negative self-talk and mm. I was in pain and I was feeling sorry for myself. And I just honestly was started like, I want to get to the point where I'm questioning why I'm doing it. And it just hurts so bad that I have to find reason and then get through it. And there were several times in the duration of the, the 21 hours it took us that, that I had to go through some really negative periods and then learn how to resolve those. So my experience is a little bit different than, than most, just because my why is a little bit different uh, because of what I've been through in my past, what I'm searching for, I guess. But um, yeah, all in all, I, I love the experience. It, it provided exactly what I was looking for. Uh, many, many highs and lows. That was, a, you know, as you all would know, probably an emotional roller coaster throughout the thing. You can feel so strong one lap and then the next lap you feel like I can't even take another step. Uh, so y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. And it's just, <laughs> you feel like Superman one, you know, you could be in it for seven hours and you feel like Superman. You're like, Holy crap, this is amazing. But then the next lap you're like, my feet, my legs feel like they're 150 pounds each, you know, like just taking a step, like the thought of getting back to the bottom and then looking up and going, God, we're doing this again. Yeah. It's just, that was it. That was it. Not taking a left to the lodge, to the tents, to the comfort. That's right. Taking a right. right to go back up. Mark Hodelik, you've heard these stories a million times, right? So take us back to the genesis of 29029 everything. And I mean, you created something that really is making people talk like this throughout. I heard so many of these stories and continue to. So kudos to you and yeah, no, thank take, us, you. take us behind it, Mark. Yeah, look, first of all, all the credit goes to my team for executing the vision. Um, it's one thing to have an idea and to put it into action. It's another to, to have people believe and, and execute what you have in your head. And I believe I have the best team in the business that does that. 
Um, and just quickly, Nathan, you know, thank you for your service. And I'll tell you, you talking about your why. I got an email yesterday from a participant who did our first Utah event, Amy McGuire, who wrote this beautiful letter. And first of all, we get them a lot. And I'm not none of them. I could get them every single day, every minute wow. of the day, because it gives me so much uh just purpose, really. And in his letter was he climbed that mountain 13 times trying to figure out what his why was. And he never mm. got it. And he finished. And he went back up to the summit. And his why was helping other people finish. And wow. it's and and that's the true community that 29 and 29 is. You know, it's not a race. It it truly is a you versus you challenge, but but by not pitting you against the other participants, what it does is it it, it builds those bonds, right? And I was excited. Mm to get on this podcast and, and, and be on with, with three gentlemen who I had the pleasure of hiking with and sharing a mountain with and, and not competing against, but, but doing something while well, we all have our individual reasons, but you want to see each person get to that summit as many times as possible. So, you know, I can't believe that just four years ago, an idea around taking something that existed in the biking world. Um, a lot of professional cyclists would go in Everest on a hill. And it's a uh-huh. thing to do as a professional cyclist where you just ride up a hill, ride down it until you climb 29,000, 29 feet. And it was pretty much something that was done solo and done for Strava kudos, right? You know, it doesn't go <laughs> Strava. Right. And, uh, and I just thought, wow, that was very interesting. I was getting into trail running and running 50 and 100 mile runs. And I was very interested in the amount of vertical feet that I would climb in a run and just started talking to a close friend of mine, Jesse Itzler, um, one of the owners of the Hawks, fabulous entrepreneur. And uh, we both said we were never going to have business partners again. And I uh, started talking about this idea and thought, man, this, this could be something really do, good to do together. I'm an operator um, and, and, you know, an idea guy. Jesse's an even bigger idea guy and had a nice platform of which to, to be able to launch. And I never honestly believed it would become what it's become today. I had a very big vision for this, but seeing how many people and the ripple effect um, of how many lives that it's changed and to me, you didn't ask this question, but I want to make sure I get this out. This is the first time that I'd actually done my own event. Um, wow. When it was actually transpiring. I'd climbed 29,000, 29 feet testing this on multiple occasions. Um, but I'd actually never done the event when we actually had paid customers and participants doing it. And the, the most enlightening thing for me was how welcoming an environment it was. Mm-hmm. We had people whose goal was to climb the mountain one time. We had people whose goal was to climb it in 18 hours. And we had people whose goal was to climb it in 36 hours. But in each conversation, what I felt was that people felt welcome. And they may not feel welcome at an Ironman or a half marathon or a CrossFit workout because they don't feel like they have the body type or the physical capabilities, but they felt welcome in this community. And, and that goes to the type of people that climb here. So to Andrew, to Nathan, to Matthew, you know, thank you to all of you for making people feel welcome as you all, you know, it wasn't easy for you, but you all knew you were going to finish most likely. There's a lot of people there that have no idea what's going to happen to them. And that curiosity is really what to me is most inspiring is when you get to a level of success in your life, whether it's financial, whether it's physical, whether it's uh, emotional, you have levels of success, but you're, when you're willing to fail 29 or 29, there's no guarantees. And like Nathan was saying, you know, you can go from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows and being able to push through that and know that everyone has to push through that, no matter what physical capabilities or limitations they have, that's the equal playing field. Because that happened to me on lap eight. You know, I've done numerous hundred mile runs through the mountains. And on lap eight, I looked at the guys I was hiking with and I was like, oh man, like I got to stay right where I am right now. Because if I start thinking about having to do nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, like it could be game over. So we oh, all- wow point and 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 knowing that you all got something from it is just immensely gratifying to me it's amazing to me a lot of people ask mark um you know i'll ask a lot of questions but one of the questions i got in signing up was and you just talked about this did you guys have to go through like a fitness evaluation like can you do this and and you know i think the thing is you mentioned it there are people of all shapes and sizes which i didn't expect right I thought they'd all be turbo guys like these two guys I'm with. Um, but I'm like, okay. You know, and like you said, trying to get up one, two, four, putting their late husband's picture on the back of their, wow. their backpack. And for people who don't know, Mark does it where you're wearing a bib with your name on it, which is, I mean, it sounds kind of 
silly, but it's so it's so important because you're walking up and people saying, "Hey, Andrew, good job." Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, show the other. There it is. Um, and you're saying that, and you know, I am not one. I admit to you, Mark, <laughs> for the hey cope motivation. You know, I'm not that guy. Right. But when Jesse Itzler is at that starting line and Eminem mm. is playing and it's 6 a.m. with headlights and it's dark. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the only uh, uh, feedback I give you on that is we need him at 6 p.m., not 6 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> That's when we need the motivation, not 6 a.m. But um, I got into it. I got into it. And I went through exactly what Nathan was talking about. There are moments like, Jesus, you know, fitness was okay. But – I've been dealing with ham, uh, Achilles and calf issues. My trainer and PT guy privately admit yesterday after the event, like, yeah, I don't know how your Achilles was going to hold up. You know? oh. but, but thankfully to the uh, recovery people, they really taped it and everything. But you create an event, as you just said, Mark, that is for everyone, even though it sounds so challenging. And you know, I think what Jesse Itzler said at the end is so true. We did, and Matt, Matt just said it, we did things we didn't think we could do. Everyone needs that in their life, to do something you didn't think you can do, to push through the pain, to persevere through challenge that you never thought you could. And I, I see why you get all those letters, Mark, because it's empowering to take to the next level. And Yeah. No, it, it, it is. And, and thank you for that. And I'll say, I think everyone wants a story to tell, right? And what story to tell than, hey, I'm going to climb the, the height of Mount Everest this weekend. And, and that's appealing to people because I think about my wife who never done a 10K, right? And the year after we created this event, she says, well, I want to do it. And I was like, you do, right? And, and I realized I was appealing to something because she's always been my supporter. She's always the one that's the team mom for our kids. Yeah. It's a chance for my wife to be the hero, and she was, she was a huge hero. I mean, she went through the five months of training, never missed a day. She did her first 10K. She did her first half marathon training for this event. And then she climbed for 30 hours. She needed 30 hours to finish, right? She wasn't finishing at 4 a.m. like you guys, 22 hours in. She needed a lot more of that time on the clock, but it was great for her to be the hero and my kids to look up to her. Mm. And, you know, a lot of ultras, they're amazing. They have amazing communities, um, the back of the race in an ultra is very much like the finish at 29 to 29. And I want to give credit to the other amazing events out there that do inspire and do build community. The key difference that I believe is in ultras, you get taken off the course. If you don't hit certain time cutoffs, you're pulled off. Right. Wow. And so there's people whose names I won't name, but who do our event that would get pulled off within the first 10 miles at an ultra. And they get Whoa. the ability climbing, it doesn't matter if a lap up the mountain takes you six hours or one hour, you get the opportunity to keep climbing and pass through that. You know, I I don't know if it's my quote, I've said this for many years, but what I believe 29 to 29 does so well is it it allows your mind to open the door to quitting and you get to decide if your body steps through it. Right. Mm -hmm. And and you all all got to that point where you're like, I kind of quitting maybe isn't the worst idea. And I don't mean quitting for good. Right. I mean, going and sitting in your tent, going and getting a massage, going and eating a meal. You had those opportunities to make it easier. And I know from everyone on this call, you did it. You decided to to kind of push through because you wanted to see what was on the other side. You wanted that growth. And unfortunately, in a lot of ultras and in Ironmans and things like that, the time cutoffs are set up in a way where unless you are in the upper echelon of fitness, you don't get that opportunity. And 29 to 20 gives people of all ages that ability to get there. And look, there's, there's people who have that growth mindset. In week one, Jim Fisher, 79 years old. He hiked up that mountain 10 times. Wow. You know, he 24,000 feet, and he spent all 36 hours out there, right? And, and to, to get to share the mountain with people like that, I, I think those are stories that we also go back and tell, not only our own story, but those that we climbed with as well. Matt, how did you break through that moment we all had? Like. Not like, like Mark said, not necessarily to quit, quit, but to like, you're in a dark place. You got to push. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about this because I was expecting one and I got two Mm. and I think Nathan got two also. Um, But what, 
one, one through four for me was very awkward because I'm, I've never hiked a mountain in my life. I've never used trekking poles in my life. I had no clue what I was doing. I listened to people that told me to wear hiking shoes and about round five, I'm walking up and I told Nathan, I was like, dude, I got a giant blister on the back of my right foot, dude. And I got to figure this out. So not only that on number five, but the inside of my thighs, as we're riding down the gondola, start doing this, start seizing up. And I'm like, holy crap, what is going on? So at, at the end of five, my tent, Nathan and I's tent was like 0.75 miles away almost. Yeah. It was on the very end of the tents. Yeah, Mark, you up with the tents. It's a 15 number. It's <laughs> like, it's like, it's like they knew like Nathan and Matt, let's put them at the farthest one. So I, I'm like hobbling down to my tent. I get my shoes, get change of socks. Um, we, this was during lunch. So we took like a, we, we, Nathan and I had a game plan for every freaking round. And so we said 30 minutes. That's what, that's all we got. So I run into the recovery. The, the team at Stretched is amazing. Uh, Jeremiah and Nicole, bless you. But I went in there. They taped me up. Um, so I take my shoes and my socks over to the tent where, where my bag is. And uh, we're at the starting line. And I, I sit down on the ground and I'm putting my socks on. And all of a sudden, this whole left side of my abdomen just goes, boom. Oh. It locks up. And I go down on my back. Nathan looks at me. And he's just like, dude, I was like, man, I'm hurting. Like, this is not good. So I had some pickle juice and I rocked some pickle juice and uh, we started up the mountain on six. And that first 0.5 miles is about 500 feet elevation. And it was the almost the longest one for me in the entire trek because that one would just break you down because it was so long. And yeah. so we get to the top third of that and my whole left leg just gets numb yeah. completely numb down to the bottom of my heel and i'm like well i look back and it's steep i'm not going back there's only one choice go forward take the step you know like like uh uh chad wright said the best thing that chad wright said to a guy like me is done it's done right now in your brain mentally believe it have faith in it. And so I was like, man, I just got to keep going. I didn't even tell Nathan really about that one. And we make it to the first station. And I kind of get my electrolytes. I started getting the electrolytes, started double electrolytes, double water, bananas with honey. Man, they were right. I was getting so sick of seeing those things. But we got to the top of six and I got goosebumps all over my body. Huh. And I was like, I looked at Nathan and I said, Nathan, I got the second wind. It's go time. So literally set six through 11, I was in flow state, crazy flow state. Wow. So where I was like awkward, you know, freaking baby deer going up the mountain, the first through the four, six through 11, Nathan can attest to it. I was like in a different world. Like I was like taking the trekking poles and just going boom, 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 boom. <laughs> that was my pace up the mountain. It was insane. And then 12 happened. So 12, it's like 2 a.m. or 1.30 a.m. Nathan and I are going up. We've got our lights on. For some reason, I forgot that I had two lights. So finally, we figured that out. So we're going up that first 0.5, and my vision starts going out. Like, I start getting dizzy. I mean, we're 20 hours deep, all right? I, I said to Nathan, Nathan, my vision's going out, dude. Like, I can't see anything. And he goes... Minus two, man. I'm glad I'm not the only one. And so we start just kind of swaying back and forth. And I was like, we got to make it to the station. So I don't know if you guys remember, but there was that little like rock ravine kind of like uh, coming up. I saw this furry black thing jump up out of the, out of the ravine and just kind of scramble and go into the forest. And I, I kind of stood back because I thought I was hallucinating because we were both delusional at that point. I go, Nathan, is that a baby bear? And he goes, no, nah, man, I think it's a badger. And I was like, okay, well, I know badgers are super mean. So I like <laughs> scoot back and it's like just chilling over here on the side. We just, we just go forward and we make it to the station. 
we make it to the station. This is the only time that we both sat down at any station the entire time. And I look over at Nathan and this is both of us. We're just kind of like zombies, like, man, we got to come up with a plan, dude. (laughs) We were gone. We got to come up with a plan. I said, what made us, what made us feel the best? What made us feel the best? And I said, real food. So at lunch, we took that 30 minute dinner. We took that 30 minute. So I was like, all right, dude, we got to rock that ramen at the top, man. We got to get that cup of noodles at the top. And then Nathan said, dude, Advil helped me a ton. Let's take some Advil. I was like, yeah, let's do that. And then let's get some pickle juice. And because we were literally taking the, the Lay's potato chips, the yellow bag, and just rocking them at this station like animals. We couldn't hardly walk. So we, we, uh, we, 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 we called this little leg. I think this is after number two. We called this little leg. You guys know what I'm talking about, that steep dude. We called it the little bitch, the little bitch. <laughs> And so we start going up that dude and we make it to the top of 12 and we get on the gondola, we get our noodles. The noodles were piping hot. We couldn't eat them yet. So we're on the gondola, Nathan's FaceTiming his girlfriend, Ella. And I look over at Nathan and this dude is like swaying, talking to his girlfriend. His eyes are closing and he's like, I was like, Nathan, what's wrong with you? He's like, I can't keep my eyes open, dude. I can't keep them open. I was like, dude, we got one more. We got one more. So we get down to the bottom. This is the best. And Mark, this this is so brilliant that you guys added this. All right. Well, so one, you get to brand your ascents, guys, on a on a wooden board that smells glorious when you do it. But the last round, you get a superhero cape, which is the red bib. And so the red bib, <laughs> these guys, Nathan and I stumble over. We're, we're done with our ramen noodles. And it's like, it's like the volunteers that, you know, angel volunteers being so awesome. They come over and put this red bib on me. And I go from feeling tired to superhero birth, though, in an instant. I was like, this is what I'm talking about. So I look over at Nathan because he was struggling like me. And they put the superhero bib on him and he perked up. And it was like, all right, now let's go rock this mountain. And so, you know, we we got up to the top. We ran it in. Uh, it, it, it was it was like it's kind of anticlimactic for us because we knew we were going to finish. But when I'm telling the story to these students this whole week, I tell them that the two I ask them, I say, what, what's the two most important things of the story that I told you? And they're all like, keep pushing, persevere, take the step. And I said, no, guys, the two breakdowns, the two breakdowns made me find the unknown parts of me that I didn't even know existed. That's why I paid the money. That's why I signed up. Now I'm hungry for more. Yeah. So we, we, in life, we have to go through pain to be able to grow. When a child's born, the mom goes through pain. That goes through tremendous pain for us to be able to be into the world. And there's no reason why a 79-year-old, a 60-year-old, a teenager, I saw teenagers there, which gave me another whole idea, Mark, that I'd love to talk to you about sometime. But, the breakthrough that I experienced, it was worth every penny. And the community, these guys right here on the call with me right now, the people that I met in the mountain, the encouragement that we gave each other in the mountain, the ending with Jesse on the mic and all these people coming in 30 plus hours. Man, that, that I've never seen anything like that, Mark, in my entire life, ever. And this is a game changer, life changer for anybody that goes to do it. And what's really cool is I believe that anybody can try it and do it. But the grit that it takes, and I love what Jesse said, welcome to the grit party, because it's a grit party. So that was my experience. Thank you for letting me share, man. Thanks for sharing, Matt. You know, and you had that mentality when I was with you this weekend. Just like, Go. Like onward is the way forward. Yep. Is the way. Mm-hmm. Nathan, 
If you don't mind, I'd like to pull at that string a little bit that you mentioned, because I see and read about so many ex-military that can't find that rush, right? They get home and they can't find it. Mm. And what you've done is the opposite of what you don't do and what there's so many unfortunate stories there. Mm. They look, they resort to drugs, they resort mm. to crime, they resort to all kinds of vice. They're not there for their family. They, they isolate, they shrink. Mm. You went the other way. So kudos, of course, but I'm sure you know all those stories. Yeah, and I'd be lying if I said that for a temporary time, I, I didn't go that way too. Um, I went through a divorce shortly after after exiting the military, and there was a period for four or five months that I was drinking every single day. And I think that one of those, at, at that moment, usually I, I know when things are getting bad for me, and that's what I had a calling to do the four by four by 48. That was in the, kind of, in the, I was in the middle of a very depressive time and I needed something to grab onto, to take me the other direction. And that's what, that's what that provided for me. But then I also realized the power of that because, you know, especially guys that have been in combat that have been, you know, in that rush, we're searching for the next rush. Right. Mm. And we have to find that in something healthy. And that, I mean, this, this event was so perfect for me. Um, and I had to be really careful of not being hard on myself even after the event because I had some uh, heavy come down uh, because I have to, it takes me time to process what I just did. It's not like immediate gratification. Like, I don't think I, I, mean, I smiled when we got the top, but then I was like, OK, let's go to bed. Let's wake up. What's tomorrow? And that's one of the probably one of the biggest weaknesses of mine is that I'm always just looking for the next thing. And I'm not as present of, with being appreciative and grateful for what I just did. And I think that's part of the military mindset that, you know, it's mission, shoot, uh, kill, capture, move on to the next thing. Right. And it's not we're not worried about the emotion over here. We're just moving to the next thing. So, you know, for veterans, I, you know, I do see it a lot, especially guys that are in it. And it's a it's a very dangerous thing if you don't find healthy things. And I think these types of events like 29029 are the best thing that you can do to give yourself that rush, that push, that adrenaline, that feeling in order to put that in a positive light. And, and the, the reality, too, is these things help woo us. These, they help uh, heal the scars of the past. Like when I'm on the mountain, like I'm reliving and healing through the hard times of my past combat and things like that. I'm, I'm, it's part of why I do it. Those bringing myself back to that point of pain and suffering is helping me visit those shadows, process and move through. So it's a very therapeutic event as well. Like these types of things are so important and uh, really very instrumental to, to healing through hard times, through pain. There's nothing better you can do for your mind and your body, but to go do something that, that ultimately challenges completely who you are. Really appreciate you sharing, Nathan. And I, I want to bring this plane in for landing. I want to let Mark wrap up here. You got to love hearing these stories. But as you said earlier, you're used to this, which is a great thing. You're, it's a great thing. So, you know, you have your celebrity co-founders with Colin O'Brady and, and Jesse. But you created something special. And I just want to let you sort of speak on that. And after hearing what we've all talked about today. Well, thank you. I mean, look, my, my partners are phenomenal. Uh, I like to let them do what they do best. That's why I, I like to public speak, but I got two of the best in the business on my team. So I let them take the mic and share. And, uh, you know, Nathan, listening to you talk, I, I watched a clip that, that Andrew had on his Twitter the other day about Giannis. And, and you know, he talked really about ego and and being being humble right and i think andrew your tweet was like something like in 90 seconds this is the best lesson you can ever get on humility hmm. and i think about what you said of it forces you to be present and Giannis was talking about you know ego is is thinking about the stats from the game that you just had and ambition is thinking about what you're going to do in the next game and and really being humble is staying and being present in the moment and um, I think getting to experience the event that I created with Jesse and, and Colin and getting to hike alongside you, I got to be really humble and present. Mm -hmm. And it was truly an honor to share the mountain and do that. I don't say that lightly. Um, my, my wife and kids come to every event. My son stand at the summit, and hand out these red hats that you get for a finisher. I finally get to wear one. 
Um, love seeing them. And uh, you have to work for it. And for me, I think it's, it's just beautiful to see people help each other. Uh, we all have different political beliefs. We, we all have different social beliefs. You know, right now, I think we're at a time where it's, it's very easy to sit behind a computer and, um, you know, say things and, and not necessarily have to back them up and not really worry about who you're hurting. And it's very easy to spout off. And I feel like um, I didn't hear any of that on the mountain. And I feel like it is a safe place where people just connect on a very human level. And, you know, I believe so much of our success, look, is obviously due to, to having a 10-time world record holder as a partner and having Jesse Itzler as a partner. Um, and I want to be truly humble when I say this, but I've always told my team, just show that we care the most. And I know this is the business of sports, but I've run my business by showing people that we're going to care about you the most. Yeah. And that, you know, when we had to postpone events for COVID, I wrote handwritten letters to every single participant, 750 participants, right? We sent out these keep climbing wristbands because I felt like, we had to keep climbing together, right? It's very tough. We've all had to deal with hard times through COVID. It's tough to get something taken away, but getting to actually go and do it after it's been taken away, I think made it that much more special. So I hope you all know how much we care. That's truly been the way that I've run this business is just show that we care the most about your experience, you achieving your goals, but it doesn't stop, right? So the thing that I'd ask all of you is stay involved. It doesn't matter if you do another event, doesn't matter if you volunteer or stay involved in the community. This is a way to stay involved. So Andrew, I just thank you for having me on here. Uh, it was a pleasure to share the mount with you. Um, my kids were blown away um, that, that I was doing this podcast, right? Because they're, they're, our fantasy draft is tonight. So they were like, <laughs> no, what Andrew thinks. And, and um, <laughs> I got pick in our family. I got fourth pick in our family draft. So there's, there's a lot of pressure on me to, to deliver. Um, but, you know, I think it's I get to meet interesting people like you. And I think that's that's unbelievably gratifying because you're all coming there to tell a story. And um, I just I just hope that that we provided an environment where you got out what you wanted out of it. And, Andrew, I know this is your podcast and you were giving me the chance to finish. But I'm just curious, you know, as you walk away from this, what are one or two takeaways where you just say, hey, I went in with this expectation um, or this is what I learned about myself. I'd, I'd love to hear that from you. Yeah, it keeps coming back to pushing through the pain and persevering through grit. I I am lucky enough to be in a good physical state, not like not like these two guys I'm sharing with who uh, raced up the mountain through the darkness. Um, fitness was fine, but, you know, through a lot of years of working out, I've got some issues with my lower leg, and um, it wasn't going to stop me. It wasn't going to stop me. And... I just feel like that community helped me so much. These two guys, you, everyone. Um, mm. Humility is so important. I'm glad you mentioned the Giannis clip that just continues to resonate. I mean, here's a guy, <laughs> the best in the world, and he's got this humility. I'm, I'm hiking one – quick story. I'm hiking one of the laps with this guy, Zach Young. And I'm like, yeah, so what do you do? Yeah, eh, make some internet stuff, do some internet videos. Oh, that's okay. Zach King. Zach King. Zach King. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Zach King. I make some internet videos and I'm like, yeah, okay, this guy's a loser. You know, like, <laughs> like I didn't think that, but I didn't think that there was a lot more to the story. Right. Yeah. So it's not till whatever, Sunday. And I'm like, yeah, I think I'll look this guy up. Like the biggest internet sensation in the world, this guy. Like he makes. He's got the most viewed. TikTok video of all time, two plus billion views. Holy cow. I mean, he's got 25 million followers on Instagram, 100 million on YouTube. I mean, like, okay. That, and people coming up to me, I can't believe you ran the Green Bay Packers. Like, listen, this is not about that. Right. And when I hear Zach say, I'm, you know, I do some internet videos. Oh my God. You know, this is the kind of people that, exactly that Giannis quote. Look at you guys. I mean, I see your Instagram the next day, Matt, like you're running. Like who runs after that? Nathan. I was fired up, man. I'm sitting in a cryo chamber for three days. I don't know. <laughs> so, like, yeah. And I think the thing is that Nathan mentioned, Mark, is that we're the type of people can be good or bad. Because we're all about, okay, what's next? 
-hmm. you know, okay, what's next? You know, everyone like told me like, you're crazy. You leave the running the green Bay Packers. I'm like, yeah, I've been there, done that. You know, it's, it's enough. I've done every contract there is to do. I've managed every player situation. Life is short. I'm going to do something else. And I chose media and academia. And these are the kind of people. So my lesson to, to my fellow hikers was, you know, life is short. As Jesse Isler said, when we look back on 2021, I mean, this is top five, if not top one, right? Mm-hmm. So when we're sitting there on New Year's yeah. Eve, like this is right there. Like that's it. And I, you, you've created that, Mark. Yeah. And kudos to you. And I'm going to leave it there. Yeah, I thank you for putting me on my soapbox as we as we close. Any final thoughts, guys, before we wrap up? I just want to say that uh, thank you, Andrew, so much for having us all on and being so you know hospitality to the max to to you know listen and to show humility and for for uh, for all of us. Like I know for me. I did the the hike a lot for losing my dad in 2020 and um, I did it for my students. I did it for, you know, anybody to show them that what, what they're capable of. But I, I, I missed something on five that I should probably mention because I think it's important, especially with mental health right now, um, especially with men. So we're going down five on the gondola and it was the first time that I got to look at the scenery going down because Nathan usually was sitting in that spot and Nathan remembers this moment really well. And I just looked around and the gratitude thing, Mark, that that we we were talking about, I got incredibly humble that I was so broken that I felt so much that I just started crying. I just started bawling. And Nathan was like, just let it out, dude. That's why we're here. That's why we're here, man. And I, I was crying because it felt so good to be so alive. And I just want every man out there to understand, man, it's okay, dude, to, to show that part of you mm. and, and to keep moving forward with tears in your face. Cause Colin's the one that kind of set that up for all of us. I think when he told us he got dropped in the middle of freaking Antarctica on the edge and he's crying his eyes out because he can't move a, a sled that's 375 pounds a foot. And he cried and he bawled and tears, you know, froze to his face. What a great model for us to let go of any pain, trauma, anything that we're going through. So I wanted to make sure that I put that in there because, yeah, I got broken physically, but the healing that happened that Nathan talked about, I had to let go emotionally too and get it out. And that was a huge moment for me on that gondola riding down. And I really love the gondola rides because you get to reflect Mark on every single lap you get to reflect. So bless you guys. And that's, that's what I wanted to say. So thank you, Andrew. Yeah. Just, just really quickly too. Thank you, Andrew. So, much for having us on the, on, the, on the show. Mark, I just want to give a shout out to your team as a fellow entrepreneur. I've been in business for eight years. I understand that the most important thing in business is the customer experience. And uh, I'll say that you're, you and your team have the best uh, customer experience I've ever experienced in anything in my life. Uh, Absolutely. They, weren't, they weren't just great. They were exceptional. Exceptional is one of my favorite words. In fact, my business here, SP Athletic, our, our tagline is live exceptionally. But your, your staff was exceptional. They didn't just bring good energy or great energy. They brought exceptional energy. And it wasn't, there was I literally not a single bad experience, not a single neutral experience. Every experience was exceptional with every single member. I understand that's challenging too, because you're bringing in volunteers that you don't know personally. And that's, that's very difficult too, because you don't know the, the character of the people that you're bringing in. But I, what I'll say is, I think it's a cumulative energy and positivity and optimism of the mission that everybody is just on the same page. I've never seen such a well-orchestrated team. And I've been in the military for many years where teams are, that's what we focus on. It's well-orchestrated, you know, very synced teams. And your team was just by far the best I've seen in all of my, in all of my days. 
and I, I strive to make my business here treat customers just as well as you do. So thank you so much, Mark. That's unbelievable. Thank you. You know, there's a, um, there's a quote that I love by Tim Grover that's pressure is a privilege, right? And there's a tremendous amount of pressure that I think we all feel as part of 29 and 29 and my team to give you all this experience because we know it can come out of it, right? Chris Haught likes to talk about the hero's journey um, and, you know, from signing up and, and training to the actual event, to the, to the re-entry and going home and that this truly is a journey, but all along the way, we need to support that in the best way possible. So, so thank you. And, you know, what I hear from you all is that when Jesse and I sat down and Colin sat down years ago and, and really were able to script what we wanted out of this, the first thing, excuse my language, was we had a no asshole policy, Yeah. right? Mm -hmm. We wanted the brand and the community to be open to everyone. Um, You can be a badass. We've had, you know, former Olympians, former professional football players. You know, we have people at the very top that are used to crushing others. But once you get in this environment, it needs to be something where where you feel safe and you feel supported and, and, it, and it means the world. And I'll certainly make sure my team hears that. And thank you all for, for climbing with us because it's something we did together. And as we go back and, and look, not only at 2021, but as, as you, you go back and look at the things that you've done um, that are really big in life, I hope this resonates as one of them for a long time. Absolutely will. For sure. Yeah, Will. And as I said in the open, my business of sports podcast is so much topic oriented with what's going on around the world. There's always things for me to talk about and people to interview indirectly the business of sports. But I think the best thing I can say, Mark, is I was so moved by the experience. I'm sharing this on my podcast and my listeners are like, hey, I wanted to hear about, you know, your NFL cuts or whatever is going on, you know, when it. I wanted fantasy advice, which don't listen to me. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, this this is the way I felt mm. to have it this week. And mm. um, it was so important to have you guys on. So Matt Perko, Nathan Mansfield, and Mark Hodeluk, thanks so much for being part of the Business of Sports. Thanks, Andrew. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Andrew. Hope you enjoyed me sharing. Hope you got some inspiration from that. Hope you found that what I experienced this weekend can happen in your life in different ways. Just something I thought I'd share. Those guys are great. Matt and Nathan that I hiked with, and of course, Mark, who's got a great soul about him as the leader of the event. And uh, appreciate you listening. That'll do it for this week's edition of the Business of Sports. Thanks to my producer, Brian Neal. My musical producer you hear under me is my son, Sam Brand. I'm headed to L.A. to spend Labor Day weekend with him. Definitely go to my newsletter at andrew-brandt.com is where you sign up. Sunday 7 newsletter. You know my Twitter at Andrew Brandt, my Instagram, Andrew Brandt 2. Doing stuff on Clubhouse, ADB719. Always interested in your feedback and comments. Uh, and comments and ratings on Apple Podcasts are truly appreciated. That'll do it for a special edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brent. I'll be back next week with another edition. Have a great week, everybody.